0: said Alice to the Mad Hatter I'm not the same person I was this morning and the Mad Hatter replied I certainly hope not so this is a program about evolution and change about morphing welcome to fishing without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations and full impact mindfulness exploding into your world perhaps not sitting on that satin pillow and waiting for something to happen or wishing for something to happen it's the action and effort this is a challenge podcast we challenge you to continue to change and evolve we're not looking to help find people we're looking to help create them that's the essence of this program and as perhaps listeners uh, past episodes, you know that we're constantly changing and constantly evolving. So our recommendation is to continue to listen in and see how we change. And today we're joined by a special musical guest, Mr. Nick Eben. And Mr. Nick, welcome aboard. Uh, nice to be here, Jim. Thanks. Okay. Well, you might have some different thoughts on that at the end <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, so Nick, what we're always interested in is how people arrived at this point in life. What well, we're talking about consistently is it's right here and it's right now we constantly advise people against time traveling that frequent flyer miles to the past and the future with brief layovers in the present so what our audience is interested in is about mr nick right now tell us about mr nick in this moment
1: i um work at a uh a law office downtown i also um write and uh Record music. Okay. So we've
0: often suggested to people that working interferes with our free time too much. And what we help people do is understand reality also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is that you can't stop at the gas station and fill your tank with best wishes and good intentions. That is true. So yes. we, we do need some connection, some connection with reality in order to live in this world. However, what I'm hearing is it sounds like your passion is writing and writing and singing.
1: I I started playing guitar when I was around 12 years old. And from an early age, I wrote um, short stories. And then later that turned into more, more uh, poems and um, just sort of naturally um, worked its way into lyrics. I always try to write my lyrics so that they will stand on their own as if you were only, um, reading it. Like, um, because with music, you know, there are a lot of songs where if you only read the words without everything happening around it, they're not very good, if I may say. (laughs) Well, if you look
0: at some lyrics to some rock songs, which I certainly Mm. love and I know you do too, if you would just look at the lyrics, you'd think, who wrote this?
1: Right, exactly. What, What does this mean? Right. So, you know, like, you're able to make up for a, let's say, weakness in lyrics with a great voice or music around it. I don't have a particularly great voice, (laughs) so I try to make sure I always have strong words
0: so what you're saying is that you don't put poems to music you put music
1: to poems that's correct yes Mm -hmm. so
0: so that's kind of the way that we like to do things here on fishing without bait we like to take different perspectives Mm. we like to take the we like to take the other viewpoint so what we're hearing from you and i hope our audience catches on to this is that from an early age you used your creativity and imagination
1: yes i always enjoyed um writing and, and such.
0: Okay. So, I don't know how many other 12-year-old young men are involved in it. I hope I hope more, mm-hmm. okay, because uh, sometimes the the males in this society, they have this template that's pressed upon them that they're supposed to do this, they're supposed to do that, okay? Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you said, okay, I'll, I'm going to do what I choose.
1: I was also... I'm an only child, so... Most of the time, I had to entertain myself, Mm. you know, like as well. So I'm sure that probably had that probably played a role in that. Okay.
0: So in the 12 step world where I'm from, we often Mm. say that when we're we're by ourselves, we're with bad company. Mm
2: -hmm. However,
0: it sounds like in your particular instance, when you were by yourself, you learned how to actually make friends with yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So who do you? Of all the people that we deal with in the world and all the situations, who do you spend more time with other than yourself? You're with yourself all the time.
1: Currently I'm it's usually it usually is just myself. Mm-hmm. Other than when I'm at work it's usually myself.
0: So we're always with ourselves right. which lends the notion to if you're with yourself all the time, wouldn't it? uh their follow that you might want to really get to know yourself a little better <laughs>
1: yeah it's a good thing yeah. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so that, that's what we do it seems like we're able to have relationships with other people we're able to give solid good advice be empathetic uh deal with people in a in a particularly way however it seems like we can't do that to ourselves
1: right yeah it seems you know like uh A lot of the time everyone's trying to always have something happening and they're always, you know, out or rather than having just moments on your own of, you know, reading or reflecting or... What we try to do
0: here is to help people change the dialogue, change the script that is going on inside of their
2: head. Mm -hmm.
0: And we call the mind... On this show, anyway, a dysregulated thinker. Okay, and we try to understand that there's an I self. When you say to yourself, "I told myself," who hasn't said that to themselves? Right. So the myself we consider the dysregulated thinker, and the I is the, is your authentic self. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like some of this dialogue that you were having with yourself, you put into uh, you put into words, you put into poems.
1: I didn't really start writing songs until i was around 19 or 20 um prior to that i was always into like uh, a creative writing classes in school Mm. journalism and like uh that's more of the track i was on so it was around when i was in uh school when i was like 19 is where I really started trying to um, write songs. Um, Prior to that, I was just um, playing the guitar, you know, and trying to play in uh, groups, Mm. you know, and play around. I really hadn't made an effort yet, you know, to have it, um, to, um, write my own. Um, and. Who were your
0: influences? Nick, who were your influences back then when you were younger and you decided to pick up the guitar?
1: Um, my first influence I would say, and was, um, Elvis. Ah, Um, my... That's the
0: first time I've heard that from a musical guest. Yes!
1: (laughs) My uh, dad was a huge Elvis. Ah! And so he was always playing um, music around me, and although he didn't play an instrument, I credit... or I don't mean Elvis, I mean my Mm -hmm. uh, dad, he didn't play an instrument, however, I credit him With, like, my influences and where it all, you know, like, kind of um, started.
0: So your father, maybe inadvertently, uh, by exposing you to... Uh, the music world, and there was something about Elvis. I mean, Elvis had a lot of energy; mm-hmm. uh, it was infectious. All oh, right. Uh, obviously, was incredibly popular. You don't get called the king uh, for nothing. Yes. <laughs> so the idea was. There, so what was it about Elvis that attracted you?
1: From the time I was little, you know, probably, I mean, like even like eight years old, maybe even younger than that, I um, would watch his movies and you know like his um clips from tv and um try to uh move uh like him i also love to uh dance and so i just did you ever
0: get up with a guitar and pretend you were elvis oh i did wailing it out oh
1: i did that in front of the mirror like all that whole (laughs) that whole cliche thing you know holding like the uh you know like a uh mop or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and playing, <laughs> or the racket, you know, yeah, like, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I would just watch him and just, you know, like, uh, mimic his moves and everything in the music. I just and we, really, would, we
0: would call that, in our world, we'd call that constructive daydreaming. Okay. Yeah. So daydreaming, you think, you're wandering off into space. Mm-hmm. There's also constructive daydreaming too. Okay. Did you enjoy it, Nick? Did that, did that give you a charge? Did that give you some excitement? It did. That, it that
2: did. give you
0: pleasure? It did. Okay. Give you joy. Good for you. Yeah. Good. That's exciting. And I'm hoping everybody out there don't, doesn't sit back and say, gee, ah, that sounds strange. That sounds weird. Yeah. No, it's not. If you enjoy it, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no one has a right to tell anybody how to think or how to feel. And as long as it doesn't interfere with anybody's health or happiness or welfare, right. You do as you choose. Good for you. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really happy to hear that. So that kind of so that was like the groundwork. Yeah, of course, got yeah, you yeah. energized to right. to move on, and that's what it takes. It takes some action and
1: effort. So wonderful. So where did we go from our Elvis? Uh, and so then, now this is where Where everything really changed. Um, so I was you know, like mainly into the um oldies and elvis and the uh uh uh, uh doo wop and all that ah. you know and i st- still you know like even now like um that's my mm-hmm. you know like um love is is all the old stuff like that and um then when i was in middle school i had a friend who introduced me to heavy metal i did not know ah. i did not know heavy metal at the time because i was only with the, i mean um he also played me classic rock so i had listened to cream and mm-hmm. hendrix and all okay. and everything i really didn't know heavy metal yet and a friend of mine introduced me to um uh uh metallica ah. And that just completely, just you know, changed. Me for what was it? what was
0: it about Metallica? What was it about that sound? Um, it certainly wasn't doo-wop.
1: It was it was not wop But around you know the middle school age, high school age, you have a lot of, I guess you'd say, angst and anger and things inside you, and it, it was, you know, and it helps to have an outlet, you know. And that can
0: and that can express it. And sometimes, right. sometimes when we're that young or maybe that inexperienced or haven't uh, matured completely or had, haven't had enough life experiences. Mm-hmm. We know how we feel. We just can't express right. it. So when we hear a band uh, with lyrics that resonate with us and they're saying, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we were talking earlier before the show about Nirvana. Right. And how that resonated with a whole generation of people. Uh, Kurt Cobain uh, gave the thoughts and the feelings of people who perhaps say, "Hey, that's exactly right. the way I feel."
1: Mm-hmm. My playing, you know, like I started out just like learning Elvis music and oldies music, you know, which is really easy—just strum, 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 kind of stuff. And I was playing that, and. Then, as I was into um, Metallica, yeah. I was like, "Well, I gotta learn. I gotta learn some of that, you know." And I had a close to, I'd say, you know, like a changing moment, I suppose you'd say. I um, I had um, uh, uh, seen them live. Oh, wow! Probably. Let's see, maybe th- three times prior to when um this happened, um we had um uh front row uh seats. And mm, so front I row was,
0: seats at a Metallica concert. Yeah,
1: and my hearing has never quite been the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched their uh uh guitar player Kirk Hammett mm-hmm. you know like up front you know I like got close for the first time um you know and that's when I was like you know like I have to learn how to play these songs and the next day I went to it was like National Record Mart which existed back then still existed back then and I um uh, uh bought a uh metallica song a uh, book okay and i sat down mm-hmm. and i started learning how to play the metallica songs and so that was my next like leap i guess you would say so
0: i would, I would suspect you, myself, our listeners, everyone out there, often says, I should do that, or mm-hmm. I want to do that. However, it never occurs. It never happens. That never does it. Right. So you saw that, and actually, you put that thought into action. How'd that happen? How did you actually go out and do it? You you followed through.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, asking, like... Yes. Like, oh, like, um... No, uh, how, 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 I just said, you know, like, I want to learn that. And the next morning when the store opened up, I went to the store, Mm -hmm. I grabbed the book and I, uh, uh, sat in my room. Um, and I was playing, I had to play it very, very slowly note by note. So you couldn't even recognize it, you know, going like, you know, bump, 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 and just go over and over. And then, once you hit that riff and it actually, you know, it's actually right, you go, oh, <laughs> I can do this. Mm. And then I'm learning the next part. So you, then. Were,
0: you were giving yourself encouragement and support. So mm. what sometimes on this program, uh, what we do is help people identify these self-defeating words, such as should or have to or need or must. Mm-hmm. And you could have sat there that night and said, I have to get a songbook. I, I should get I should get a Metallica songbook, however, you transferred those wishes and hopes into action, and that's what impresses me and I, I believe that's what our our listeners are out there looking for. How mm. did he do it? How yeah. did he do it? and when you're speaking to yourself uh and saying hey, I did this, I, you're actually your own cheerleader. You're speaking to yourself like a friend. Right. It's so nice to have yourself as a friend.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you have to cheer yourself on, I say, because you know, nobody else will, you know, might do it for you, so you really kind of have to well,
0: when, when to start. You know. When we hear from other people, that's that's nice, okay? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, you did well, son, or I'm proud of you, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, a lot of people think, well, you have to tell oh, Exactly, exactly. That's okay? always a thing like, but well, it, but yeah. It, but it means a lot more when you actually – hear the sound of your own voice saying to yourself, you know what I did?
1: Hi, I'm Nick Ibin, and this is my song, Fragile.